In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testify to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. So today is the fifth Sunday of Easter and the feast of the apparition of the cross, the revelation of the cross. Now this feast, you might know, recalls the early morning of Pentecost, May 7th, 351 AD, when a bright cross burned across the sky in Jerusalem from Golgotha to the Mount of Olives. And faithful Christians of Jerusalem gazed at this sign for hours and were reassured of God's promises in difficult times, like the rainbow after the Great Flood. 1,700 years later, we still recall this great sign each year on the fifth Sunday of Easter, not so much as another of God's great magic tricks, but as a revelation of the deep magic which is in all things, the miracle that is always waiting to happen. If you want God's great magic trips, tricks, just head out to Tampa Bay in the evening and watch a sunset. If the beauty of the sunset isn't enough for you and doesn't have you whispering a prayer, maybe one day you will see a great cross in the sky or the face of the Lord in the clouds. But then, if you do, let's be clear about what you are seeing. Crosses in the clouds, rainbows in the sky, a cool breeze, these are great signs of God's love, but not because they are one-time secret messages from God to you. Rather, because all of life, all of creation, is an all-time, wide-open message from God to you. There's no secret to decode, I'm sorry to say. There's no need, really, to see Jesus' face in the clouds God's face, God's hand is in everything. That is the sign, that's the miracle behind all things in this awesome world and life that we so often take for granted. God made this all simply out of love, simply to imprint his grace on all of creation, from the grand sky and oceans to the tiniest little flowers and bees. God is truly grand and miraculous, and he can be seen in the vast ocean, the majestic rainbow, the dazzling sunset over Tampa Bay. But let's also be careful that in seeking God's most dramatic wonders, we don't overlook his ordinary and his intimate ones. And the seven weeks of the Easter season in our church take every chance to remind us of this. Yes, Jesus' resurrection was spectacular and dramatic, but we have no direct witness of it. Instead, what we have in today's reading from Acts, from 1 John, is that Jesus is encountered after his resurrection in very concrete and ordinary settings. He appears to disciples walking down the road to Emmaus. He's roasting fish on the beach. 
He looks like a gardener. These moments from Scripture encourage us to discover God's presence in the ordinary, in the material. We don't have to wait for supernatural apparitions. All of the traditional churches uphold this principle in our sacraments, where the visible and tactile are the primary doorway to God's invisible spirit. And this is why all of the formal sacraments of our church insist on material elements, everyday elements, like bread, like wine, like salt for a home blessing, like basil, like grapes. And this is also why we encounter God with all our senses in worship, the smell of the incense. The kashots, the gilded vessels, investments, the chanted words of God. As the Apostle John writes in today's reading, it seems God's oldest miracle is ongoing. God's invisible spirit wishes to dwell in visible creatures, including in the human heart. This is part of the blueprint of all creation. We declare to you what was from the beginning, John writes. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. The greatest miracle of creation was God's plan from the beginning that love itself would become manifest, a person we could hear, see with our eyes, look at, touch with our hands. God would not only remain awesome as in the sky and the sea, he would come near to love us, to lift us up to him. And God's love always begins with the ordinary and the particular. This woman, this paper, this building, this lady named Mary, this Jesus from Nazareth, for it is the individual and the concrete that opens up our heart to encounter God with our entire selves, with our heart, with our mind, with our strength. And so the purest form of spirituality and the greatest miracle is to find God what is right in front of us, the sacrament of the present moment. So therefore, let us seek God in all things, in the ancient apparition of the cross, in the awesome beauty of his creation, the planets, the sea, and the skies. Let's just be careful that in seeking grand signs from God, we don't overlook his greatest ones, which are hidden in plain sight in the ordinary grace of the present. This, our epistle reading reminds us, was God's first idea, his first and greatest miracle, to pour out his infinite love into finite, visible forms. For this is truly the miracle that is always waiting to happen in every day, in every way, in things small and in things great, in you and in me, now and always, and unto the ages of ages.